Continuation of Chapter 8, Page 41 Paul's secret was that he did everything as unto the Lord Jesus, never as unto men, as men pleases, as in our service to men or any church. He tells us, Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not as to men. Colossians 3, verse 23 And Jesus says, Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. Matthew 6, verse 21 to 22 The problem is that my treasures or source of money for the church work was in the written and signed commitment those people had given, so my heart was also there. That is why my eyes were always on them, to open their treasures and drop a coin so that I could pay some of the expenses of the church work. Then those who said they will do the work will actually do it. You cannot have eyes looking in two different directions. It will not work. You will need corrective glasses. David says, I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Psalm 121, 1-2 The one who said, Silver is mine and gold is mine. Haggai 2 verse 8 Your treasure should be in God, so that your heart will also be in God, and your eye will be solely looking only unto God for your provision. Then your help for the work will come from God alone, and He decides who He wants to send your way to help with the work. Now God may decide to use men or other means, but your eyes and treasure should never be on men or any church or any organization but God alone. Jesus said, As the Father sent me, I also send you. John 20 verse 21 The church did not send you, but Jesus did. Let your treasures, your heart and your eye be solely on Jesus and on Jesus alone and you will have light to see where the provision for the work that he has asked you to do is. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. Philippians 4 verse 6 you do not need to tell everybody about your financial needs or to beg people to help you in the work of God. If you tell them and they do not want to help you, you do not have to beg them, but make it known to God alone, since He is the one who sent you. When I got that revelation, I changed my confessions. I started saying, God sent me. So some of the people who were working with me started to tell me, do not say that God sent you, but the church sent you. I refused, because if I say that it is the church that sent me, they will be the one providing for me, but if it is God, he will provide for his son Jerry. When I renewed my mind, God started to provide for me to do the work of the ministry. Those who gave and those who did not give, I treated them equally in my heart. I prayed and fasted for them with the same love. Some people, when they give to the work of the ministry, they want you to be zealous for them and they want to exclude you. If they have a problem with a brother, they want you also to have a problem with that same brother. You should not play their game. Paul says, Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? 
They zealously affect or court you or have warm feelings toward you, but not well, for good or honestly. Yes, they want to exclude you or shut you out so that you might affect them or to be zealous for them. But it is good to be zealously affected, always in a good thing, and not only when I am present with you. My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Galatians 4, 17-19 So in a church some people can be fighting each other and they want you to take sides. Never do that. They want to shut you out of the fellowship with a brother or sister because they have a problem with that brother. When you refuse to play their game, they think that you are also their enemy. No, you be at peace with everybody. So when people give you money for the work of the ministry you're doing, let them know that it is unto the Lord that they are giving it, not to you. You will only be zealous for what is good and for things that create peace, not division between the brethren. So if they know that they are giving to the Lord and not to you, you will not have to try to please them to receive their financial support or their physical help. But you will always have to please God by doing what He commands in the Bible to live at peace with everybody. So if people stop supporting the work of God you are doing because you refuse to pick sides but decided to treat everybody the same, then do not worry. God will provide for his work. I remembered God speaking to me and telling me to go and see one of the people who had signed that written commitment and not fulfilled it both financially and in the physical help they were to provide. I went and gave him a gift and we talked and prayed. The Lord told me the second time to go again and offer him a gift, so I did. And that bitterness and anger that was in me just lifted off. We overcame evil with good indeed. Romans 12 verse 21 Jesus told us, Woe to the world because of offences, for it is necessary that offences come, but woe to that man by whom the offence comes. Matthew 18 verse 7 So when you work with people closely, offence is bound to happen sooner or later. Learn to forgive and not be angry or bitter. The secret is to fall in love with the Word of God and do everything according to the Word of God. As it is written, Great peace have those who love your law or written word, and nothing shall offend them and cause them to stumble. Psalm 119 verse 165 Jesus, who knows the feeling of our weaknesses, went through the same experience. And Jesus said to them, all of you will be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. Mark 14 verse 27 Behold, the hour comes, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each man to his own things, and you will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have spoken these things to you so that you might have peace in me. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. John sixteen, thirty-two to 33 So you too are not alone, even if everyone's been scattered from you. Jesus who sent you is always with you. Matthew 28 verse 20
and the Father who sent Jesus is with him, plus the Holy Ghost is also with him. You are never alone. Paul went through a similar experience when people deserted him in the work of the ministry, but he said, In my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them, but the Lord stood with me so that the message might be preached fully through me, and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory for ever and ever. Amen. 2 Timothy 4, 16-17 So it is crucial for us to learn to forgive. Jesus forgave his disciples who forsook him and were scattered from him, and restored them and they worked for him after his resurrection. Paul also had a problem with John Mark, the relative of Barnabas, who forsook them when they went to do the work of the ministry. He was angry with John Mark, and it even caused their team with Barnabas to split, Acts 15. But the wounds of Paul healed, and he was able to forgive John Mark for forsaking him, and pray to God that it will not be charged against John Mark, and he was able to work again with him and he asked Timothy, saying, Get John Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. 2 Timothy 4 verse 11 Even Paul, who taught us about the work of the flesh, had a sharp contention with Barnabas concerning Mark who deserted them. You can forgive and still be angry and bitter toward a person because of how they treated you. But... When you look unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, how he not only forgave his disciples who deserted him when he needed them most, but also was not angry and bitter towards them. We also will be able to do the same towards people who have wronged us and forsaken us. So I say to all of us again, if your brother shall trespass or sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, take one or two or more with you, so that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglects to hear the church, let him be to you as a heathen and a tax collector. Matthew eighteen fifteen to 17 this is the golden rule that Jesus gave us to deal with issues between brothers and sisters. But unfortunately many do not follow this rule. In many churches we have traditions of men that have made the word of God of no effect. Mark 7 verse 13 Some of the traditions of men forbid young men or young women to tell an older person that they have done them wrong. Timothy was a young man, and yet Paul appointed him in the church to set things in order and appoint elders, bishops, deacons, and to teach the word of God, to admonish, to notify a fault, to reprove with mildness, and correct wrong doctrines. Paul said to Timothy, who was a young man, Do not rebuke, to chide or to reprove severely, an older man, but exhort, enticed by words or advice, him as a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters with all purity. 1 Timothy 5, 1-2
In Christianity, there is respect and honor. We honor people and respect people. We do not treat them as dirt bags or doormats. We are kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. Romans 12 verse 10 So it does not mean that because you are an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist or a teacher or a pastor, that office does not give you the right to speak to people anyhow. Timothy was an evangelist, yet Paul commanded him to respect and honor everybody. 2 Timothy 4 verse 5 Respect people's age. And you should not also treat younger people than you anyhow. Remember the golden rule of agape love. Therefore all things, whatever you desire that men should do to you, do even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Matthew 7 verse 12 Put yourself in other people's shoes and think. If you were them, how would you feel if people treated you that way? But if a man or woman who was older than Timothy was practicing sin or teaching errors, it was Timothy's duty to admonish or mildly reprove that person, to repent or stop teaching that error. By demonstrating from the scriptures the error of the person, young or old, but always with a spirit of gentleness. If your brother shall trespass or sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, take one or two more with you, so that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglects to hear the church, let him be to you as a heathen and a tax collector. Matthew eighteen fifteen to 17 Thus when someone sins or trespasses against you, the first step is to go and see that person face to face, or call that person on the phone and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Why? Because love covers a multitude of sins. Proverbs 10 verse 12 and he who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Proverbs 17 verse 9 So since you love your brother, you do not want to tell the wrong he has done against you to anybody before letting him know first. Lest he say, you are not a good friend, you want me to look bad in the eyes of everybody. Why did you not tell me what I did wrong? I would have apologized and repented. But you started to gossip, which is to run from house to house, tattling and telling news, and to slander my name all over the place, which is to spread false tales or reports, maliciously uttered, and tending to injure the reputation of another, by lessening him in the esteem of his fellow citizens of the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us a gossip, one who runs from house to house, tattling and telling news, an idle tattler is a revealer of secrets, so do not mix with him who flatters with his lips. Proverbs 20 verse 19 One going with slander is a revealer of secrets, but the faithful of spirit keeps the matter hidden. Proverbs 11 verse 13 So when someone comes to you with a gossip or slander, Jesus advises us to stop that person and ask him or her, Have you first of all told that person his or her fault between you and him or her? If the answer is yes, 
then you should ask what had that person done about it. If the answer is no, then tell that person first of all, go and tell him his fault. Or, if the person is afraid to go and talk to him face to face, you go with him and tell the person. Gossipers and slanderers most of the time do that to flatter you and exclude you, so that you will be zealous for them. But flattery is the spirit of divination. You should not have anything to do with gossipers and slanderers. Do not mix with them. If gossipers and slanderers know that every time they come to you to tell you a secret about what so-and-so did, you will always pick up the phone in their presence, call the person in question, tell them what has been reported to you about them and the name of the person who's reported it to you. Gossipers and slanderers will not come to your house again because you expose their works of darkness. Now, if the brother or sister tells you he has told the brother or sister his fault between the two of them alone, but the brother or sister did not apologize or repent of his sin, then hear the matter and judge it in line with the written word of God. What does the word of God say about it? Once you have determined what the word of God says about it, the two of you go or take a third person to see the person in question who's done the alleged fault. When you get there, listen to the version of the matter of that person first before judging the matter. If one answers the matter before he hears, it is folly and shame to him. Proverbs 18 verse 13 People, when they come to report an incident that involves them, they only tell you what the other person did wrong. They do not tell you what they did that might incriminate them. Why? because they want you on their side. But you, when you are called to go and settle a quarrel or a transgression, you must be on nobody's side. But the Lord's and being on the Lord's side means standing on nothing else but what the written word of God says. Joshua, when he saw the angel of the Lord, who is Jesus, who stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand, the sword of the Spirit is the word of God according to Ephesians 6.17. Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Joshua 5.13-14 Jesus is on your side, if you are on the Lord's side, meaning if you are standing on the written word of God. So that is why you need to hear the other side of the story, lest you look foolish and be ashamed, having given your rushed decision and discover that the person who called you to settle the matter was the one at fault. Wisdom is a principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all your getting, get understanding, Proverbs 4 verse 7 People sometimes call you because they know you are their friend and by calling you to come and settle the quarrel they hope you will favor them. Feelings and friendship have no place there when you go to settle a quarrel or bring a brother or sister to order. You only stand on the written word of God. 
Your friend the next time might think twice before calling you to settle his quarrels, but at least you will be respected for your wise and impartial counsels and judgments, for God does not show any partiality, neither should you. God was not against the people of the land of Canaan per se, but was against their wickedness, which was violating his written word, and that is why he evicted them from the land and gave it to the Israelites. Though the Israelites were his people, but when they sinned against him by breaking his word at Jericho, because of the cursed thing which Achan stole there, they were defeated by their enemies at Ai. Joshua 7 And when also the Israelites started to act like the Canaanites, who used to live in that land that God removed them from, by worshipping idols, God also removed Israel and sent them into captivity in Babylon. The Lord already warned them, even before they entered the land, saying, For Jehovah your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. When you father or beget sons and sons of sons, and when you shall have remained long in the land and have dealt corruptly by making a graven image the likeness of anything and shall do evil in the sight of Jehovah your God to provoke him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that you shall soon utterly perish from off the land which you are crossing over Jordan to possess. You shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. And Jehovah shall scatter you among the nations, and you shall be left few in number among the nations where Jehovah shall drive you. Deuteronomy four twenty four to 27 Some Christians think because they are children of God they can act like heathens and God will still be pleased with them. No, that is a wrong understanding of God. God is pleased with you and me when we do things that line up with his written word. Jesus says to everybody in the church, repent. But if not, I will come to you quickly and will fight with them by the sword of my mouth. Revelation 2 verse 16. Some of my friends come and tell me, come and talk to my wife, your sister, for she is mad at me and has not been talking to me for a month now. So when I get there, the wife is already not happy because she thinks I will side with my friend and there will be favoritism. So when I ask the sister to tell me her side of the story, I realize that my friend was not as innocent as he told me. And when I give them the counsel of the written word of God, most of the time it is my friend who called me who is not happy with me, for he says, the word of the Lord in my mouth has favored the wife too much. And most of the time my friend tells me, my wife always hears what you have to say. I do not know why. It is simple. She has seen that I was not partial in my judgments when she was right according to the scriptures. I said to her husband that she was right, and when her husband was wrong according to the scriptures, I said to him he was wrong, even if he is the head of the home. If the written word of God is not our final authority to settle quarrels and faults, then they will never be settled, because everybody will act according to the dictate of their own imagination and thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of the word of God. 
and now if the brother or sister at fault refuses to apologize or repent of his or her trespass after you've gone there with one or two other brothers or sisters tell the matter to the church leaders the church leaders will call the two parties and demonstrate from the scriptures why they know with certainty that the brother or sister is at fault now if the brother or sister at fault refuses to repent or apologize jesus says consider that person as a heathen or tax collector for if he was truly a born-again christian he will accept the counsel of the written word of god which is our final authority your testimonies or written word are my delight and my advisers or counsellors. Psalm 119 verse 24 Jesus is the word of God. If someone rejects the counsel of the word of God, it is not you that he is rejected, but Jesus. Still love that brother or sister, but consider him or her as a heathen or a tax collector. Now, if that brother or sister is committing one of the sins leading to death, which Paul lists, saying, Do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor abusers, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous gamblers, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-10 and they have refused even to repent after the matter has been brought to the church. Consider them like heathens or tax collectors, for it shows that they are not born again. But still love them and pray for them, that God will help them to repent and be born again. John tells the church that that kind of person does not love the Lord, for if one loves the Lord Jesus, he or she also keeps his commandments, 1 John 5 verse 2 I remember a couple of years ago a friend of mine said to me, Jerry, I believe that God, when he comes for the rapture, he will not just come for strong Christians, but also for the weak. For I am a father also, and I would not want to leave my children behind, just because they made some mistakes. I could not answer him at that time, because I had not studied the full counsel of the Lord through the scriptures. We do not walk by sight, all the five physical senses and emotions, but by faith, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10 verse 17. We Christians, when our mind is renewed by the word of God, have no opinion. But we have a position, because we are representatives or ambassadors of King Jesus, and our position is what the counsel of the written word of God says. If an ambassador says something that his king did not say, he is no longer speaking for his king.